0: Hey guys, happy holidays. And if you're listening to this, I guess, happy new year to be right around the corner. Listen today, Matt and I sat down and did a recap of what we saw in the fitness industry in 2021 and what we expect from 2022. Hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the Alloy personal training business podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: Hello, Matt. Rick, what's going on?
0: Happy holidays, buddy. Yeah. This is uh, Christmas week when we're shooting this, but um, next week, this will come out, and then it'll be New Year's. End
1: of 2021. Crazy, man. This
0: year went obscenely slow and ridiculously fast, all at the same time. I don't know how that's possible. Awesome. Days are seem long,
1: that way? and the years are short. Oh, I like that.
0: Never Is heard that a country saying? No, you never heard that at all?
1: I can't believe I haven't heard yes, that. Yes, I'm I out. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you quit.
0: Mic drop. <laughs> Matt's reached the pinnacle. He's come up with a with a ridiculous saying that I haven't heard of. But yeah, all right, that's I good. feel accomplished. Well, it does feel that way this year. So today we're going to just recap, you guys, 2021 for the Fitness Space, and uh, talk about 2022. What yes, we see, so what coming.
1: happened? What did you do this year?
0: Well, we our franchise system came alive, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as you know, 2020 was a was a tough time on fitness. And of course, we're biased in the industry, but I think it was unfairly so, right, targeted for, you know, um, maybe a super spreader event or something. And the data didn't play out that way at all. So I guess if you want to look back on to 2021, what we've seen is a rebound of the fitness space. And a lot of that had to do with the data that came out of 2020. And then you know, early 2021 where, you know, these clubs and these brands with like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of clubs and tons and tons of visits, we weren't seeing super spreader events. And I'm sure there's some things at play. Maybe the people that were going to gyms were actually inherently more healthy, you know, and as we know, um, you know, things, other health factors were a big part of, you know, having really negative ramifications to getting COVID. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Fitness was unfairly targeted in 2020. We certainly felt that as well. Our brick and mortars did well. We did have a franchisee open in 2020 and did well. And then 2021, it's been a completely different. You know, even though everyone in the world is doing their best to keep this thing rolling, right? There's 85 different variants that we're probably going to see, which sounds crazy, but it sounds like the vaccines are working well. And I think also people are coming to the coming to terms with the fact that it's probably more endemic than a pandemic right like we're just going to have to live with it and part of that message is that you have to be healthy like i mean you know i think it was some 80 almost some 80 odd percent of the comorbidity rate had to do with being overweight and unhealthy and so and there's even now evidence showing that some of the the spike proteins and some of the things that are produced from the virus um, are multiplied by having additional like really high body fat percentage so
1: yeah, how cool is it? We're, we're part of the solution. I, well,
0: finally, sure? yeah, because we were seen in 2020 as part of the problem. and So, you know, that's a better way to articulate it, Matt, is like this year, now we're finally seen as mm-hmm. part of the solution. And so franchise sales are way up for us. You know, we've sold 30 or so this year, which has been great. Um, that's a lot, you know, for those of you guys listening for, for beginning franchises, that's, that's a lot of franchises. Cool.
1: I mean, 30 places that will be out there, alloyed just right now that will be helping people get in better shape. Yeah, Feel better, to a healthier look place, better, and they'll like, do what they want to
0: do 100%. I That's love awesome. it, yep. And uh, we got big plans for next year, so obviously, the top of the funnel, the leads for franchising is really jumping off, and a lot of it's based on this evidence. So, when we talk to um, you know, people in the industry overall in 2021, and there's different models, right? So, we've got the unique position of being able to work with brands that are low cost, high volume, mm-hmm. mid priced, boutique fitness, we see it all. And, you know, some of the things that we've seen that will probably allow us to parlay what we're going to see in 2022 is a move towards more specific and personalized service, right? I guess this would be a great transition if you want to talk about like what we're going to see next, because this is just happening and it's going to carry right over into 2022, right? Um, And so really what we see is people like buying and looking into more personalized services. And, like whether you like it or not, and i think anyone that pays attention to what's going on, you understand like one of the reasons that we targeted this customer avatar 45 to 65 is because personal training is inherently more expensive than a class-based concept. Right. Mm-hmm. And we provide personalized attention and specificity work around injuries, all the things that matter to you if you're 45, 65 or even a bit older. Right. Um, and so when we see, you know, drilling down on, on that specific crowd, the wealth gap is probably greater now than it was even when we started with this idea. Mm -hmm. And at that time it was 70% of the nation's disposable income lived with a 50 plus crowd. And the predictions were that that would only grow bigger, Mm -hmm. right? As a percentage over time, just based on wealth multipliers and things like that. Well, I mean, geez, if you're invested in the stock market or if you own a home, you know your home, your home equity is probably looking really good right now, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that helps for franchising because people do a home equity line of credit or HELOC, as it's as it's often referred to in the industry, um, as well as the fact that their stock portfolio has exploded. Mm-hmm. Because for whatever reason, as wacky as everything has been, the stock market has continued to to grow and grow. So there's probably a bigger disparage, you know, disparage now between the wealthy and you know the middle class. And I think that say what you want about that, whether you like it or not, it certainly bodes well for brands that are willing to lean into higher end services and specificity and whatnot. So it speaks well for Alloy, and I think when we look at the brands that we work with, they are seeing the same thing. And so when you look at like the big gems that we work with, so imagine you wouldn't think this would necessarily be, um, you know, happening manifesting in like a gym that charges $30 a month, right? right? But what we're seeing in those brands and you know because we're still coaching some of those folks in our licensing model is most of them in the past have done class-based concepts like boot camp. Mm-hmm. And that was really where they made hay, right? And that was their defense against the boutique class-based concepts in their market, like your orange theories or your boot camps or whatever those things are, they could offer something similar and do it for less money, right? And some of them did really well with that. Well, interestingly enough, coming out of this kind of COVID fog is, you know, the feedback that we're getting from the gyms is like, hey, uh, what we call team training, we call that by the way, as you know, so team training is not selling as well as it was, but we're selling the heck out of personal training, right? Mm -hmm. And we're hearing that like with all the different brands that we've worked with. And we're seeing the people in boutique fitness move from this hybrid approach where they would do you know, team training and personal training to like scrapping team, maybe moving to a smaller footprint and doing all personal training. And the ones that have done that they're, they're seeing less customers, but they're making more money. Right. right? And the customers that they are seeing are happier and they're getting better service and are getting in better shape and getting healthier obviously that's exactly what our brand does for franchising. So it really bodes well for us. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to know that when we go through something like this, that we see even more evidence coming out of this, that we're on the right track than we did before. So, you know, I hate to say it, but I I think I'm just going to say it, that COVID is more than likely going to be a better um, event for our brand as we look back on it four or five, six years from now. Than it was, you know, the opposite. Which you wouldn't think that would be the case. It's like, man, all fitness is shut down in, in states mm-hmm. like California and things like that. It's like, yeah, but coming out of it, the the idea that everyone needs to focus on their health and that's who we are, yep. right? And the fact that this wealth gap discrepancy has made it even more compelling to chase the crowd that we're chasing, mm-hmm. and the fact that the empirical evidence in the industry from either from all models, low cost you know mid priced and boutique are all showing the same signs it all things point to to that direction for us so it's a
1: yeah. really I mean good it day. was it was going that way already we saw it obviously um and that just expedited the process right pushed that way didn't you see that and it said another industry uh, it was like delta that same similar kind of
0: yeah remember we we looked at that article, so there was a great article about four months four or five months ago, and it was from uh, it was a business magazine i think it was i don't know, I can't remember the name Inc. or something, but basically it was a, an article about delta and Delta was saying that their overall traffic is down, mm-hmm. but their revenues are good, and there's good margin because they're the people that are buying tickets and traveling are buying additional services they're leveling up so they're buying comfort or they're buying business class and they're buying lounge passes and their revenues were actually good because the people that were spending, even though it was less people, they were spending more money on higher end services. So again, here's an industry that's not related to fitness at all. That's very regulated. um, and it does obviously is dependent on a certain amount of volume. Even in that industry, they're seeing that the consumer Mm -hmm. is willing to pay more for higher end services. And it's, I guarantee you it's the same customer avatar that we're chasing. And it points to that same empirical evidence that our big club models that we've worked with are seeing, that the boutique models in our industry are seeing, and certainly bodes well you know, mm-hmm. for our brand. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the wrap-up of 2022 and kind of what we're seeing moving into um, – I'm sorry, 2021 and what we see moving into 2022. And we did a podcast a few weeks ago on The Great Resignation, which is a lot of people leaving their jobs. And if first, everyone, again, thought this had to do with, like, well, you're in a service-based job, so you can't work. And then as they opened everything up, people aren't coming back. Right. And it wasn't just those type of jobs. It was also people that were gainfully employed. Yeah. And I think what it is, is we talked about the disruptors in people's life. And I think it just gave people a chance to say, like, what am I doing with my life? Right. So when you look at that and, and, you know, will more people be getting into fitness? The answer is yes. And the reason is part of that review of your life is, you know, if you're, 45 years old and you've been working for corporate and you know, maybe you're sort of lost in this middle level management mix and your company does pretty good work, but it's really hard to tangibly put your hands on it. Right. I think someone like that looks at their life and says, you know, I want to do something more purposeful. And so fitness is inherently more sexy than a lot of other businesses. It's fun. It's got high energy. You're doing good things for people. I mean, it's one of the few uh, things that I can think of outside of like, you know, therapy or something like that where you can literally understand exactly what you do to improve the lives of your customers like you can see it you can feel it you can put Mm -hmm. your hands on it you see the results it's like and it's selfishly it's very gratifying as you know you've been in the space for 15 years now so i think you fitness is a good option for those people that are sitting there in this job that's sort of soul sucking and they're thinking you know what am i doing with my life like i want to make a difference i want to do something important
1: people to healthier lives yeah, great. it's a noble cause, I right? Mean, you kind of mentioned a little bit before, it's like also a great opportunity for all the, that great resignation is people have a lot of opportunities. Maybe they have a little bit more money in stocks and houses too. So it also works right into that scenario.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's like, what a great time to start a business. And we're seeing that. Like there's been mm-hmm. more new business licenses you know, um, applied for and granted in the last 12 months more than there were like in the last, I think it was six years combined, mm-hmm. right? So like a lot of people are using this disruption in their life to review what they're doing and to look for different opportunities. And like you said, if you've, if you're in that, if you've invested well and you're in, you're a homeowner, you have a lot more, you know, financial wherewithal these days and you're able to do these things, mm-hmm. you know, give to the freedom to make these choices. So yeah, hundred percent. And there's other studies that we've looked at where like current entrepreneurs are polled. We just put out a great article about, you know, uh, franchising in 2022, you know, what that's going to look like, or fitness franchising in 2022. Um, so check it out on our on our website, Olifranchise.com, and just go to our blog. It's like the first article there. And it really speaks to people that are already entrepreneurs. I think the stat was 95% said they wouldn't change it and that they would bet on themselves. And then some obscene per- percentage of others that are working for big companies are also now admitting that they would actually bet on themselves you know more so than they would bet on their company as far as their financial future right sure. and, and where they're headed so i think all signs with this great resignation the fact that there's more you know that people have more assets you know that they can leverage to get into their own thing um and and the fact that people are coming to terms with the fact that this mild disruption or big disruption in our world you know maybe mm-hmm. mild for some um is a great opportunity to to look in the mirror and be like well screw this, you know, I'm going to go do something meaningful. First of all, yes, I need return on investment. That's important, but I want to do something meaningful and, um, you know, I'll bet on myself. Absolutely. You know, a lot more, a lot more security in that. So, Mm -hmm. so we talk about personal service and again, the empirical evidence that we've seen and then looking at this moving forward. And so, um, Man, we already touched on most of the stuff, haven't we? For those of you guys just listening in, I've got some notes, and I think we covered it all in about 12 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting. So there's some other things, I think, that 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 point to this. So, you know, URSA, our governing body, and so they do data on the fitness industry. And there's a prediction that between 2021 and 2028, that boutique fitness will grow 450%. And so, again, for those of you guys who are listening who don't understand what that means, there's there's fitness, and fitness en- encompasses everything from like a planet fitness, which is sort of the you know the flag bearer for the low-cost model, and then there's boutique fitness. And then each one of those even has a range. Like regular fitness, you could be at $9 a month, or you could be at lifetime fitness right. at $80 a month, right? Or for us, you could be in boutique fitness and do class-based concepts, which I think the average around that's like 129 a month, or you could be in personal training, which can go all the way to one-on-one, really expensive, right. we kind of fit right into that slot with a better value proposition, right? So, I think um when you look at those predictions of boutique fitness blowing up, it's not only that, but like what part of boutique fitness? We've already touched on that, right? It's like not necessarily 50 people in a group. Right. It's going to be
1: personalized service, 100%. Keep people around, high quality customer experience. Right. I mean, look at the businesses like that COVID changed for the better. Like there's a lot of good, you know, scenario. Like look at look Chick-fil-A. Like how quick were they to pivot, adapt, get people doing service and their business looks like it's, you know, didn't skip a beat. You look at some grocery stores and how they've totally switched their model and online shopping and all that stuff. The ones that have the high quality customer experience or service, that's the ones they're going to do really well. And that's why our model fits in that, right?
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And customer experience is a great term for that because we spend a, an inordinate amount of time if we're going to put personal training as a brand claim on the front door of our business, which we all have, you know, an alloy brand, well, how do we then, you know, make sure we deliver on that? And I think you're right. When you look at, you mentioned some of the other businesses, some of the higher end businesses that were able to pivot and double down on just service, right? Mm -hmm. They're winning. right? Um, And so, you you know, we've talked before also, I think on the podcast about what, what you need to, how you need to position yourself in 2022. So if you look at Six-pack abs might not be the most compelling thing. Certainly to our crowd, 45 to 65, it's got money. Yeah, you want to look better and you want to lose weight. But I think you, want to, you might want to lose weight for different reasons, right? Right. Now that, like, your health is an issue. Now you have a compelling reason. So if anything, COVID exposed some folks to the fact that they just need to take better care of their health, literally to protect themselves. Because, you know, when you're operating – when you're operating in this world where like, okay, you're, you're pre-diabetic and you're a little bit overweight, but like come Monday, you know, come Monday, come Monday and this thing. And you just keep you know, delaying this Mm -hmm. process. Then this thing comes along and just slaps you right in the face. It's like, okay, I want to see my kids graduate from high school. I want to see my kids have kids so I can be a grandparent, you know, whatever our age bracket is looking for, I think it became more important. So we've talked a little bit about the You mentioned it before, and it's a big part of what you do around building a customer experience around the workouts about being that hub. But what are your thoughts on that? Like, so moving into 2020, if you want to be relevant, and we'll just dig down right into boutique fitness, what does that mean to you? Like, you got to be the hub of someone's health.
1: Well, here's the deal. Everybody knows, like, they need to work out, right? But that doesn't mean they go do it. But, like, they may try on their own. They may fail. They need somebody to guide them through what they need to do to hit those goals, whether, you know, to graduations by the grandkids, right? That's what being a hub is, right? We're able to guide them. Yes. We help them work out probably without getting injured, but then we got many other layers that are out there. Like maybe they do, you know, may like go into spin class or yoga. We're able to help them build a structure around that whole hub of fitness. You could say,
0: right? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great point. I think there's so many spokes in the wheel, if you will, We're going to use wheel references. There's so many spokes (laughs) in the wheel for health and fitness. There's, there's recovery, there's nutrition, there's supplementation, there's strength training, there's cardiovascular fitness. There's all of these things, right. That play into making someone healthy. And I think moving into 2022, if we're looking at health as a big motivator for people, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to look at all of those different facets. So what that means to me anyway, is that just being you know, in air quotes, best workout in town is not going to be enough to be a relevant fitness brand Right, moving into 2022. Like you're going to have to understand nutrition and recovery and all those things. And of course, in a personal training brand with a relatively small customer base in each location, you're able to facilitate these things because you mm-hmm. don't have... 900 customers where really all you can do is deliver a great workout when they come in right that's it and i would even maybe argue the great workout part but we won't dig into the science but you know i I think you know a hot and sweaty you know check the box great but are you helping people understand how to manage stress and sleep and nutrition and what supplements do they need based on their goals and what their lifestyle looks like and you know what's their posture do they sit all day you know and just just leaning you know entering their lives as the expert and the way I often describe that Matt and this I'm sure this has happened to you um you know in our corporate location where you know everybody talks about like a Peloton as an example right digital home-based fitness and so we're going to touch on that as well but at some point people were saying is brick and mortar ever going to come back you know Peloton's taking over and of course we've seen already their stock is tanked you know because it's just situational that's all again they've been around since 2012 right. it's not a new concept right but what's interesting about our brand and and where you want to be moving into 2020 with health as an initiative is when we talk about the hub is you want to be the type of person where your customer sees you as the health and fitness expert in their life. And Mm -hmm. they come to you before they make a decision to buy a Peloton, they come to you and ask you whether or not it would be worth them buying a Peloton, yep, right? Yep. And that's what we get. So it's like digital is definitely here to stay and online. And I think a hybrid approach is going to be the key. It's mm-hmm. not going to go anywhere. Technology is massively disruptive. It's only going to keep going. But you can never replace that person in your life that you can reach out to that's an expert on things, health and fitness. And and if they're able to answer that question like, Matt, you know, should I buy a Peloton? I've been thinking about it. It would give me a workout to do at home. And I use that scenario quite often where we might say, well, listen, you know, you sit eight, nine hours a day at work because you're a computer programmer, right? I'd really like to see you on your feet more. Like the last thing I want you to do is to leave, you know, after you sit in your car to commute, then you sit at your desk all day and then you commute home to go and then sit down on something. And right. even though you're getting your heart rate up, you're still in that weird position for your spine and you, you've had some back issues, right? Let's get you upright. So how about walking instead? We'll start with that. And so that's the seat that you want to sit in, right? You're mm-hmm. like, hey, Matt, I'm thinking about trying this diet. What are your thoughts? And to actually have some thoughts on that. Right. Now, again, you don't have to be a, a mega expert in all these areas, but if you're interested in it, you'll do enough research to at least guide your person in the right way. And you're guiding them as an individual. You know, it's not like you have these mm-hmm. overall standards, like everybody has to do this. It's like, no, personal training is like, well, you know, if, if you want to be a vegan and you're eating the typical American diet, it's probably going to move you in the right direction. You know, then we'll drill down on quality proteins and can you get those and all that. But forget about it. Like if you go from typical American diet and you're drastically overweight and you want to, you think vegan's the way to go, we're going to support you and we're going to give you all the information that you need to be successful, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, we don't, you know, personal training or, you know, workouts, that's the, that's the sexy thing. We don't know what workouts you're doing, but we know that's not it. I mean, people come to you for you to lead them and to guide them to what they should be doing. They're literally coming in for help, right? Right. So, I mean, that's, that's what we do well.
0: And the workouts, you know, we say this jokingly, but the workouts, like having great scientific workouts with good form, it just barely gives you the opportunity to be in business through my lens. Mm -hmm. Now, I would say that when you see some other fitness concepts and brands, you see those things and you're like, oof, you know, like from the technical coach scientific side, look a little rough around the edges. But, you know, if they're not hurting people, which who knows, um, if they're not hurting people and people are showing up and getting sweaty, okay, good on you. It's better than nothing but I would definitely like to see more, you know, of the science, all that's handled you guys. So what we're not saying is like the workouts don't matter. What we're saying is that's already handled. So the most important thing is all the things you put around it.
1: Well, I mean, I say for us that we do really well and we've been doing it for a long time. Is not only do we make workouts and we teach people that how we, how we build them, but we teach people how to apply them, which is, it's a big difference, you know, it's like 100%. one thing like, Oh, this is the exercise today. Like, no, nah, it's well, right. well removed. I mean, we've talked about another podcast. So that that's, that's the real play.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And then lastly, you know, if people are looking to get into fitness, you know, it's not like all fitness works, you do have to look at the right concept. And so, you know, again, this is somewhat self-serving, but it's one of the things that differentiates us is the cost of the investment, right? We've talked about then not only the investment, but what's the lifetime value of a customer of that Mm -hmm. business? So just again, to rattle off these stats, it's like, all right, if you're in a class-based concept and that's 20 to 50 people getting sweaty, average price point nationally is $129 a month. And the average stay in a business like that's five months and that's the middle, right? So that's a lifetime value of around 650 bucks. If you look at an alloy customer, if you're staying for three years and paying $300 a month, well, you know, now you're a $10,000 lifetime value. So that's a huge difference. And I can tell you the customer acquisition cost for those two people. It's very similar, right? And it's a rhetorical question, but what question, you know, what customer do you want at the end of the day? And so you know, not just fitness in general, you really are going to have a look at like what kind of fitness concept, because at the end of the day, there's still some math and we can, you know, we can do all the heartfelt stuff that we need to do. But if someone's going to invest in a business, they're going to want return on investment, cash, cash on cash return. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's something we would have never brought to market if we couldn't do that. And then we'd be remiss if we didn't mention as much as it's not the warm fuzzies, it's the reason why you would invest in a business. And then you just are fortunate to then get to go and do something amazing. Yeah, while making money. Making right. <laughs> right. Imagine that. Like you get to do something that, that betters the world. You get to be, uh, to your point, Matt, part of the solution coming out of this COVID mm-hmm. thing, um, making the world a healthier place, whatever that may be. Right. Um, you get to be part of that overall solution and provide people with a vehicle to, to actually get return on investment and make money. So it's a win-win. And listen, you guys. I know um, through the lens. If you know us in the industry, that sounds self-serving. But if you're in the industry already, you already see these things. You get it. You know. You, you've probably already pivoted your business from like large groups to again some kind of personal training concept. You big gym owners that might be listening in, you're seeing it too. You're selling personal training really well, but team training is you know, a little bit behind. Just lean into that, right? Go full on. Like if, if you see some heat signatures out there. You know, I get I take calls and people are concerned about that. Like, well, it used to be this way. Now it's this way. It's like, well, just go with it. Double mm-hmm. down on your efforts to sell personal training. I don't like a one-on-one model as a standalone because it's hard to scale. But I think in a big gym, one-on-one training is easy to sell. It's easy to understand. I don't mind one-on-one training. We did it for 10 years. So mm-hmm. I would say lean heavily into where... We're getting these heat signatures now, which is personal training. Go all in on that. I mean, shit, we've gone all in as a brand even before this. Right. And COVID's only proving it out even more so. So, again, I hate to say it, but I think for us, it's going to actually end up being a real positive at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like anything, man, a challenge can be a great opportunity if you make it so.
1: Damn right. Well, listen,
0: everyone, Happy New Year. We won't be, uh, you won't be hearing from us again until next year, 2022. See you in 2022. Appreciate it, man. See See you. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the Alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.